our final strife and lead us out of that Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes God's word speaks of things and expects things among his people that seem like pipe dreams. They don't seem to be based in reality. St. Paul, who writes our epistle to the Philippians, regularly goes back to a theme in many of his letters that speaks of one of those things that we just are left wondering, is it even possible? Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and this is something we talked about at length in our Sunday Bible study last week. He writes in 1 Corinthians 1, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, that you be united in the same mind, the same judgment. All of you agree. No divisions. That's what we talked about last Sunday in Bible study. As we were talking about 1 Corinthians 11 and the Lord's Supper and who comes to the Lord's Supper. We were talking at length about that whole alphabet soup of just Lutheran churches, right? They all have letters that describe them, LCMS, ELCA, ACLC. There's all these different kinds of church bodies. They all have letters that go with them. And we're left remembering that there's divisions. And then you get outside the Lutherans, and you've got the Catholics and the Presbyterians and the Methodists, and they've all got their own divisions among them. And then you've got those that don't have any denominational affiliation. We are divided. And yet Paul says, hey, Christians... No divisions. And he picks up on that theme in our epistle today as he's writing to the Philippians. He starts off chapter 2 saying to them, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. That word accord, it means with one heart or more even with one soul, even to your inner being, be united with one another. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant 
than yourselves. Now, either Paul is on something (laughs) and saying something that is not possible and not based in reality. Or as an apostle of Jesus Christ and one inspired by the Holy Spirit, he is speaking of something that is possible. And yes, I know, on this side of eternity, there will never be complete, perfect unity among the church of Jesus Christ in this world. We will have it one day, thanks be to God. But how about we start with it right here, among us, in this place? Recognizing one another as the true gift from God that each person is to another. I talked last Sunday about Paul finding himself in prison. And yet, here he's speaking of his joy that he has. Because of Christians like those in Philippi and other churches to which he wrote, Corinth, Ephesus, Thessalonica, and many, many others, knowing and being convicted that having fellow Christians is a true, precious gift. We are so accustomed as Christians, and God forbid that we get swallowed up into this way of thinking. God forgive us for the times that we make the Christian walk all about me, all about myself. In fact, the vast majority of the Bible is written to communities or nations or congregations, people that live together. And Paul goes on in our epistle to say that those Christians, like the ones in Philippi, they shine like lights among a crooked and twisted generation. You've got to love Paul's way with words here. It's probably more poetic in the Greek, but in our English it says crooked and twisted generation. I know we often lament the state of the world and the rampant evil and hypocrisy, the tribalism of dividing people one against another, and the flat-out self-centeredness and focus on myself. 
What is most convenient for me? What will please me? What will serve my interests? What do I want? It's not like that in the church. It's a fellowship. A sharing together. With fellow people who are, as Paul describes them and described the Christians in Philippi, blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. You see, the people of God living together, striving to live as one with one another. They are a bright light to an evil, wicked world that surrounds us with darkness on every side. It's kind of interesting that Paul calls the Philippians shining lights in their crooked and twisted generation. You would almost think Paul didn't know what Jesus said in John chapter 8 when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The light no darkness can overcome. But of course, Paul did know the words of Jesus. What he knows is that in the Christian people of God, the light of Jesus shines through them. In the midst of crooked, twisted generations and people, people who love darkness, people who love evil, people who celebrate what God has forbidden, the light of God, the light of Jesus shines through his people, through you. The ones, Paul tells us, who are holding fast to the word of life. We talked about in our Thursday Bible study on the book of Proverbs. And I realize lately I've been referencing our Bible studies more and more in my sermons. So insert advert here. You should really be coming to one of our Bible studies because things so build off one another. We talked about this present evil age, the state of the world, how things are. We were discussing... How in every age, but especially in this moment, what a perfect moment it is to be the church of God in Jesus. Because the things of darkness, the evil, isn't just hiding off in the shadows anymore. It's being celebrated openly. Wickedness and perversion and outright revolt against the word of God. <laughs> and what scatters darkness but light? The light of Jesus, the word of life that proclaims 
That he has died for sinners like you and me and all the world and made us blameless, innocent children of God without blemish. You know, you and I as the church are perfectly set up to be exactly what the world needs right now. The light of Jesus shining through you and me and us together. United in one mind. One love. One accord. St. Paul found such tremendous comfort in that. And my dear fellow family of God, my brothers and sisters in Jesus, I hope you find comfort in that as well. That Jesus, who makes you blameless, innocent, without blemish by means of his blood, does the same for every single person sitting in here with you this morning. And in reality, for every other Christian and for everyone else who does not know or even those who despise the name of Jesus, he offers full forgiveness and life And that word of life to which Paul told the Philippians to hold fast and which he reminds us to which that word, we should hold fast to it. Picture, any of you seen the movie Twister? Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, they're chasing tornadoes through the Midwest. They're trying to gather data about storms. And towards the end of the movie, it's not a spoiler, this movie's like 30 years old, so... Towards the end, they catch up to this tornado as they're trying to gather the data. And they're running through a field towards a farm. And the storm is bearing down on them. And they gather up a leather strap and bind it to a piece of pipe that's buried deep into the ground. So as the tornado swirls all around them, they can't be pulled from that thing to which they're fastened. And dear Christians, you cannot be pulled away and swept up in the storm of life if you are held fast to the word of life. And you know what that word also does? It unites. It forms a bond not just between us And God, or I should say, me and God. But between each of us together. Paul asked the Philippians to complete his joy. By having them strive together with that word. And being united by it. That is where unity is found.
in that word of life that gives Jesus to me and seeing that it's shared with those around me. That is where unity begins. And that makes us fellow Christians, fellow sinners redeemed by the blood, a precious treasure to God and to each other. And that kind of love and unity shines like a light in the middle of the darkness, even in this crooked and twisted generation. God Almighty grant us by his Holy Spirit unity and love for one another as we hold fast to the word of life. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.